<coughs> Shalom. Welcome to the Chai Academy. I'm Rabbi Sachs, and it's good to be with you again. Today is actually a very special day. Today is the anniversary of passing of Rabbi Shimon Bayechai, the Rajbi, the author of the Zohar, the preeminent book on the Kabbalah. Today, if you remember from a year ago, you know, there's tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands gathered this day on his, uh, on his yard side and people got killed, if you remember. But um, generally it's a celebratory day. Hello, Eileen. It's a celebratory day because the Rashbi, this, this Kabbalist par excellence, the Rashbi said on the day of his passing, he goes, I want you to be happy today. He says, you know, human beings, human beings, all, all, everything that he's accomplished in, 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 in his life, in her life, in one's life, culminates on this day. So he says, so being that today I'm going to pass, um, today is a beautiful and holy day. So it became, became a day of celebration, a day of studying Kabbalah, and um, a day where the kids have a lot of fun, and just a generally a, 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 a festive day. Today is also, is also the day of the students of Rabbi Akiva stopped dying. So the great Rabbi Akiva had 24,000 students, and they died in a plague. And he was left with nothing. His whole academy, it's over. And, um, but today's the day they stopped dying. So to begin with, I want to begin this class on, on, on appreciation, um, learning to appreciate, being sensitive to appreciation. I want to begin with a story that's brought down in the Midrash, Midrash Rabbah, um, on, on Rabbi Shimon Ba'ichai. So the story is told there, and it's practically verbatim, where a husband and wife who, who had, were married for 10 years with no kids. No kids. They couldn't have kids. There was a, certain, there was a problem with infertility. So Jewish law says that after 10 years with no kids, that is a reason to divorce. That you don't want to, you know, generally Judaism frowns on, on the get, on a divorce, but that is a reason. It is a reason to divorce. And um, not to allow the other one to have kids is, is, you know, because of somebody's problem. So it is okay to divorce. So they decided they're going to get a divorce. It was, it, was, it was a mutual decision. And they go to Rabbi Shimon Bayechai. And they said to him, please arrange a divorce for us. We can't have any children. So he goes, is this a mutual decision? They said, yeah, we both, we both ag agree to this. So Rabbi Shimon Bayechai said, okay, I will prepare a divorce again. I will get it all ready. And um, you know the, the, all the protocols that require um, a, 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 a divorce, and um, and and someone's having problems. Um, 
So he says, I will, I will, um, I will get the divorce ready. He says, but what I want you to do is I want you to throw a divorce party. When you got married, it was incredible. I was at your wedding and it was very, it was, it was just amazing. And now um, you're going to end the marriage and you know, there's no, there's no hatred. So have a party, have a divorce party. They looked at him like he was mad. But he said, that's what I want you to do. So the Holy Rashbi says that, they do it. And they invite people to their divorce party. Obviously, you know, it's, it's, it's a weird, everybody's in a weird situation. And even the husband and wife feel a little weird, understandably so. So the husband turns to the wife and the husband says to the wife as follows. I know we're getting divorced because we can't have children together. He goes, but I don't, I feel badly. So this is what I want you to do. I want you to take the most prized possession in our house, the most expensive, the thing you cherish the most, the precious, I don't care, and take it and, and bring it home with you. That way you'll have money and you'll be set obviously a wealthy couple. So throughout the night, he's, uh, you know, he's, he's celebrating, he's, 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 and people are coming over saying, L'chaim, it's a, you know, cheers, sorry it happened, mate, type of thing. Anyway, he gets drunker and drunker, and he finally passes out. At the end, at the end of the party, the end of the party, she asked people to help carry him to her parents' house. So you know where this is going. He wakes up in the morning and he says, where am I here? And he said, turns to his wife, why did you bring me here? Why did you bring me here? So he goes, because you wanted to come here. He goes, I, I, me, I wanted to come to my shriga's house, my mother-in-law's house, no way. He goes, no, no, you, it was your instructions. He says, what, what was my instructions? He says, your instructions were take the most precious thing and bring it home with me. You're my most precious thing. So he goes, oi, 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 you're giving me a headache. Let's go to the Rashbi. So they went back to the Rashbi. And the Rashbi says, okay, now I'm going to pray for you to have a child. And they did. That's pretty much the end of the story. So the question is, what happened here? Who makes a divorce party? Who, why couldn't he give them a blessing and a prayer for them prior? It was a powerful, righteous man at Sadiq. And, and, um, and, and she, he gets drunk and she brings him home. So it, it is explained as such that the Rash B, he noticed that there was a blockage here. There was a blockage between the husband and wife some type of blockage and they couldn't have children and so he said I need to set up a mechanism where it removes the blockage so he came up with this idea removed the blockage because she realized how much she needs him and it made him realize how much he needs her and they went back to the Rashbi, the, there was no more blockage, and now he was able to, to give a blessing which, which manifested in a child.
What's the lesson here? What's the lesson here? Is that sometimes you're going to have to miss something in order to appreciate it. We all know, we all have our kids, right? We all have our kids that drove us absolutely crazy growing up. We all have our kids that, that we had to go to the principal's office. We all have these kids where their neighbor was angry and et cetera, et cetera, right? And it was just, but now that the kid has gone to college, now that the kid has become independent, emancipated, got married, moved out, you're feeling badly. Why is that? The kid drove you nuts. So why is that? Because you miss what you had. So if you miss what you had, it shows you didn't fully appreciate what you have. So therefore, we need to appreciate. You know, I know this woman who lost her son and she used to complain to me about her son. Son used to absolutely make her miserable, make her sick. And he passed. And she's way more miserable, way more sick, obviously. And, and, um, and, but so, so that was the lesson of the Rashbi. The lesson of the Rashbi is appreciate now, right? Don't wait until it's too late. And it is, it is actually not, not a uh, coincidence that we're also celebrating Rabbi Akiva today. Rabbi Akiva losing 24,000 students, right? They died in the plague and that's it. His whole, his whole business fell apart. His whole life's venture, his whole sweat and blood. He basically, he wasn't, he wasn't domestic. He didn't even come home most of the time because he was working on teaching Torah in, in, in exile. Um, so what happened to Rabbi Akiva after the 24,000 students died? What would you do? What would anybody do? They would, you know, you, you 24,000 people who you know and who you taught died. You would have to be tranquilized, right? You would have to, uh, you know, you, you, would, you may do the unthinkable and definitely, uh, you know, large amounts of Prozac. Am I correct? What did he do? So he didn't, he was sad, but he found five students, just five students. It's interesting, out of the 24,000, we don't know their names. We know their memory that they died in a plague, but we don't know their names. But the five students that came after, the Talmud details them in detail. Right? Rameya was this and, and this was this. I mean it's just just right. So so Rabbi Akiva, yes, he could have fallen apart. But Rabbi Akiva says, I got to, I have to appreciate what I have now. And 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 he was able by the end of his life truly to appreciate these five luminaries. So it's 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 all about appreciation, not so much looking back, but living in the moment. There's a fascinating, fascinating story with 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 Rachel. 
Rachel and um, mother of Joseph, right? So she was barren. She couldn't have kids. And she she um, she told Jacob, you know, give me kids. And if not, I'm as good as dead. And Jacob got angry. He says, you're blaming me. It's not me. Proof of the pudding, I have kids. Don't, don't. Anyway, God heard her prayers. And she gave birth. And she called him Yosef. Yosef. And you look in the Torah, and it says, Yosef, she explains, Yosef means gather up. And she says, I'm calling Yosef because Yosef has, by me having a child, Yosef, he's gathered up my humiliation. Rashi, the commentator, says, until now, with no children, whenever there was a mess in the house, it was clearly that she was not domesticated. Whenever the food burnt, or whenever there was this stains on the couch, or whenever the 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 um, you know the, the 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 sushi wasn't rolled right, it's all her fault. It's all her fault. With no excuse, you don't have any kids. She didn't work. She wasn't a shepherd. And she goes, now I have a kid. I have on whom to blame. I ask you, is that not a bizarre? Isn't that not a bizarre Rashi? The Rashi would come up with that. That now I no longer have to be, feel humili humiliated because of my, the, my, because of my, 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 my domicile. It's insane. She had a child. What, what is she thinking about cleaning up a house? She couldn't have a kid for many years and she finally has a kid and that's what she's thinking about? Humiliation? Humiliation? It doesn't... It doesn't... Who would do that? So there's a commentary on Rashi that explains that what she was saying was that I did, couldn't have children. And now I have a child. Right? And while it's true, while it's true that occasionally I may be humiliated by him, Yosef may give me a hard time. Yosef may do the wrong thing. Yosef may spill the hot chocolate on the brand new couch. Right? Yosef may have contraband in his locker. You know, Yosef. May, may, may have caused me to burn the food. Yosef made me frantic. However, I'm not going to feel humiliated. You know why? Because you've given me a son. You've given me a child. So you give me a child, I am calling him Yosef to remember never, ever, to feel humiliated over our children. What an empowering, empowering lesson, right? And likewise, it's true with anything. A person, you complain about your job, hey, suck it up, get a new one, because a lot of people are unemployed, right? Stop fetching. Appreciate what you have. Easier said than done. I fetch too. Health, 
you know, if you don't feel well, you got a sinus infection, hey, hey, Haltzich in the ramen, you know, take, take it easy. This too shall pass. Plenty of people are sicker than you. And, and your marriage, there are people who would die to be in your shoes. The fact that you're a parent, whatever, whatever, whatever it may be, you have to learn to appreciate. The Rashbi taught that sometimes you got to remove the blockage and you have to go do something really strange, make this divorce party. But maybe what he meant by that was attitude adjustment. So perhaps we need to think outside the box and appreciate what we have. Rabbi Akiva, he, he picked himself up, he brushed himself off. And he learned to appreciate his new existence, his new life. It wasn't easy. It's, it was a, it was literally a, a whole different phase in his life. It's, it's, it's. But, but, he, 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 um, he did it. And Rachel, right? She was so thankful that. So she said, "I want to remember that my humiliation is going to be gathered up. I'm not going to harp on it." So Steve writes complaining is looking for answers uh, perhaps complaining uh, there's different people complain for different reasons some love to harp and carp right some just like to complain others it's the way they you know it's the way they bring it forth the reason why more men get drunk than women by the way is 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 women men have to that's how they dull their pain right that's that's the best way for them because sometimes talking it out for most men kind of doesn't work. It takes a sensitive male or you got to work on it. Um, so therefore they, they, they drink. Um, so yeah, some are complainers, some are not complainers. But, and, and they, some just complain to vent, others complain because they want to, they want to think it out, flesh it out with, with someone else. There's different re reasons for complaining, but we're talking about appreciation appreciate one should, one needs to appreciate everything that we have even if it's not hunky-dory even if it's troublesome right because like this woman who lost a child right she complained bitterly to me about him but if I would have asked her right then and there what if your child had passed she would be aghast she would probably hit me but it should be aghast right so think Think to yourself, are you overreacting? Uh, are you dra dramatizing the problem? And um, sometimes no, sometimes you got to work it through. Sometimes it takes, you know, it takes a little bit of a, you know, a, a push on your part. And sometimes somebody else may set you straight. But, but you, have to, you have to always be conscious that, that things may look tough. They won't necessarily look tough in the morning. Things are rough. You're sad. You're down, right? Maybe, maybe, maybe you need a walk. Maybe, etc. So, the bottom line is: be mindful, appreciate what you have, even appreciate what you're going through. Based on yesterday's class, that every challenge is an opportunity, every crisis is an opportunity, and um, see what life's lessons you can learn from there. If you have any questions or thoughts, you can, now's the time to ask on the Facebook chat. 
Um, I ask you to please uh, share this class, especially if you enjoyed it. If you didn't enjoy it, then I guess not. Don't share it. Um, and in general, let people know about the, the Chai Academy. So it's thechaicenter.com forward slash academy. It's also on YouTube, Spotify, and Anchor, and um, other places as well. So God bless. There are so many classes to, to review. Um, if you could, you could probably be up for two weeks, not sleep, and um, will not complete all the Chai Academy classes that we've given since COVID began. Be well, stay healthy.